Our episodes contain graphic information that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Would you like some murder with your coffee? Welcome to Morning Murders. I'm Nicole. I'm Amanda. And I'm Brenna. And we're just some gals that like drinking coffee and talking about true crime. True crime and murder. With our coffee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of, ladies, so today I bring to the table Gary Gilmore. Do you know who Gary Gilmore is? Well, Gary Gilmore was obviously uh, the grandfather of the Gilmore girls. Lorelai's <laughs> father. He was arrested for racketeering, because that's my favorite thing to be arrested for back in the day. And, uh, you know, he actually uh, ran away, and we've never seen him ever since. Never seen him again. That's it, right? That I was it? Did I get it? it? Nailed it. Awesome. End of show. We're good. <laughs> you did it. End of show. You won. You won it all. <laughs> yes. I love it. No, yeah, related to the Gilmore Girls? No, not really. So, ladies and friends, Gary Mark Gilmore is his middle name and first and last name. But he was born on December 4th, 1940 in McKamey, Texas as Faye Robert Kaufman. Um, so he always had a little patience for things. And when he was a young kid, he would go out and take whatever he wanted, like, Drinks, alcohol, cigarettes, cars, money, whatever. It didn't matter. It didn't Sav- make no difference. Savage. Um, he was arrested from time to time, but according to Gilmore, he was rather successful more times than not. Now, my research does my research does differ from that comment, but you know, whatever, to each their own. <laughs> um so one can say he has been known for getting things done his way. He's actually made internationally famous later in life because he demanded the um he demanded his death sentence like to get done um so he committed two murders in utah and he volunteered for his own death sentence basically he waived all of his appeals in an attempt to expedite the execution so he became famous for that oh Um, he was trying to cheat the system he just wanted to get it done he was just like no you you said death sentence let's go let's do it let's do it come on he didn't use the things that he could have used to appeal and like get out of it and he was like nope death sentence okay and we'll learn more about that in a moment so he actually became the first person to be executed in the United States in about 10 years because before that, they decided that all states would change all death sentences to life sentences. However, that did not last, obviously, because now he's going to get executed. Hmm. Um, but let's rewind a bit. So Gilmore was the second of four boys. His parents were Frank and Bessie Gilmore. Uh, Frank Gilmore was a special kind of terrible human. Uh, He was an alcoholic con man with many wives and families that he did not support. Where? (laughs) Sounds like a great stand-up dude. Great dad. Mm -hmm. Daddy. Daddy of the year. (laughs) I love it. Uh, He met Bessie, who was a Mormon outcast. Um, She was from Provo, Utah. They met in Sacramento, being a Mormon outcast, does that just mean you're like a normal person? (laughs) Kind of. Just like drinks I caffeine. She still like liked a lot of it, but they were like, you don't follow the rule. Get out of here. Get out of here. Go. Go on. You, you drank a Coke. Get out. Go and get. Go, get, and go get. and get, Bessie. 
Go on, Bessie. Go on, Bessie. Go on, Bessie. Get on out of here. Oh, man. Um, so they met in Sacramento, California. And he married her because, you know, why not? Yeah, man. <laughs> Dude, you yeah. only live once, and Bessie's only come around once in a great while when they're not cows. Right. That's true. And a human so. Bessie? That's hard to find. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was collecting wives, obviously, and I Locked guess he didn't have a Bessie. Oh, so he's like, I gotta have a Bessie. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta get that Bessie. It's like an American girl doll, like, <laughs> he's gonna get, he's, he's gotta complete his collection. He's got that, all this plaque on the wall, and there's that empty Bessie space. He's just, yeah, he's got like, there's a deal. Bessie from, I, I don't, can't remember how they, like, titled each girl, but she's Bessie from Utah. Like, <laughs> Bessie, Mormon outcast from Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Learn She's just wearing, like, a sleeveless dress, like a, oh, showing her Scandal. ankles. Scandalous. Hey, uh, so the couple moved to Texas before Gary was born. Um, they were living under the pseudonym of Kaufman to avoid the law, which is great parenting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Frank then uh, christened Gary as Faye Robert Kaufman, but as soon as they left Texas, they changed his name to Gary Mark Gilmore. Um, Bessie and Frank kept the original birth certificate, though, which Gary found almost two decades later and, you know, freaked out. He thought he was illegitimate or straight up someone else's kid. Uh, He's like, what is going on? And he ended up um, causing a lot of friction and fighting with him and his mom. And uh, before she could explain what happened, he was like, bye, and like walked out on her. Bessie, no, you deserve better. And she, I mean, she really comes, tries to come to his aid later on. Um, so something interesting. Oh, this is a fun thing. Amanda, I think that you'll enjoy this. So something interesting about Gary's grandpa. Um, so the kind of illegitimate thing is not an uncommon thing in the family. Um, according to Frank Sr., Gary's mom's mother, Faye Gilmore, she once told Bessie that Frank's real father was a famous magician that passed through Sacramento. Ooh. Who do you think? Which one? <laughs> Mm. I do love me a magician. I know. <laughs> I was scared. I was like, where is this going to go? <laughs> Amanda, you love this. Oh, he God. ate a bunch of people. <laughs> like, be- well, like, yeah, oh. Right. It's going to go one of two ways. Yeah. <laughs> Magic or mayhem. Yeah. These are the two sides of me. No, that's fun. Okay. Who do you think? Do you have a guess? Who, just a, who's a guess of any oh, sort of magician know. from where? When was this? Uh, so this was in the 40s. Mm. Okay, so it could be any of those goofballs. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. 40s magicians? Not. Definitely not Houdini. We'll go with not Houdini. Well, so she claims it's good old Harry Houdini. Stop! (laughs) (laughs) Um, After Bessie did some digging, there are some things that are a little off, but whoever knows. Who knows? Um, At the time uh, Frank would have been born, Houdini was about 16, and he didn't become famous until the following year. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I was like, I feel like... So it could have been that she was like, yeah, he's famous. But at the time, he wasn't a magician yet. And then he became famous. So Bessie and Frank that believe bondage. that it's true. But uh, Mikhail, who is Gary's youngest brother, does not believe that it's true. So it's just one of those like, could it be? Who knows? <laughs> uh, they just like a lot of misdirect here. Uh, <laughs> get it? Because they're magicians. Yeah, that was the joke. Wrote it down. <laughs> so like, good. <laughs> Magician oh, joke. Incredible. I do not know magic. Uh, so, <laughs> so the family uh, traveled around a lot during Gilmore's childhood. They were living off of um, Frank Sr.'s, you know, his job and his income, which was selling fake magazine subscriptions. Um, Gary and his father. Hell had yeah, a- man. The 40s were awesome. You could literally get a job doing just 
anything. Like you just you're what the first time. person to do it, and people will love it. Like these I have all these real. magazines. You, you want? Like, Why would it be? Fake? I have a whole list of magazines that you can just say you want, and then you give me money, and then you never see me again. Oh my like god! Like a magician. Hmm. <gasps> Maybe he is Houdini's child. Oh my god! Whoa. <laughs> Misdirect. It makes it makes so much sense. Oh, oh my god! My god. We solved it. Uh, so <laughs> Gary and his father had a rather rocky relationship. Um, the man was described as being cruel and unreasonable, like magicians. I'm mm. kidding. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well. Uh, he used to whip his sons and would beat his wife. But they claim that as he got older, he started to mellow out. And it mostly became like verbal abuse between him and his wife. Um, oh, yeah. You know, that's no nope. any better. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. That's a Tuesday. Don't hurt. It's fine. Uh, the family later settled in Portland, Oregon, and that's really when Gilmore started getting into like his petty crimes and stealing stuff, getting those sticky fingers. Portland, baby, stay weird. Stay weird. Was that Austin? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. I like Desert it. rat. I don't know anything else Ooh. outside of the valley. <laughs> Um, so he actually tested really high in high school. He was pretty smart. Um, he was considered quite smart and artistically talented. However, he ended up dropping out of high school in ninth grade, ran away to Texas with a friend for several months, and then came back home to Portland. What part of Texas? Was it Austin? <laughs> stay weird. Stay weird, Austin. <laughs> uh, when he was 14, he stole a car with some friends, got arrested, and then was released uh, to his father with a warning. And then two weeks later, he was back in court after he stole another car. So the warning really worked. Uh, this time, though, the court did send him to McLaurin Reform School for Boys in Woodburn, Oregon. Um, he was there until the next year. Then he got caught with another car theft in 1960 and was sent to Oregon State Correctional Institution and then was released later the same year. Uh, then, in 1961, his dad got diagnosed with lung cancer, and he died in the end of July in 1962. And at that time, Gary had actually been caught driving without a license and was in Rocky Buttle Jail in Portland. He was informed of his father's death by a jail guard. Oh, and it's just, like, sad. I mean, even though they had, like, a bad relationship, you still you don't want to find out that way. A jailer comes up, your dad died. All right, bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Um, it hit him pretty hard. He actually uh, attempted to take his own life. Um, he was slitting his he slit his wrists, but he survived the suicide. And after he was released, things just kind of spiraled. He started drinking more. He got into more trouble. He was starting to show like a wilder side of himself. He began to face like assault charges and now armed robbery charges. And then it was in like 1964, and he was given a 15 year prison sentence as a career criminal. And he was sent to Oregon State Penitentiary in Salem, Oregon. And there, there was uh, a prison psychiatrist, and they diagnosed him with antisocial personality personality disorder with intermittent psychotic decompensation. (laughs) That was a mouthful. Um, And because of that, he was given a conditional release in 1972, which meant that he would have to live in a halfway house in eugene oregon and study art at a community college Mm. and if he had done that ladies and friends things would have been a lot different i truly believe that but however he never registered and within a month he was yet again arrested for armed robbery Um, in prison this time he was much more violent and due to that he got transferred to a federal prison in maron illinois which was at the time a maximum security facility 
he as I hit my mic ah! uh, <laughs> he was conditionally paroled in April 1976 and went to Provo, Utah. All right. Here mm. we come. Utah. Utah. Yeah. He was living with a distant uh, cousin named Brenda. And she was, you know, Brenda was trying to, like, help him find work, get his life together. Um, Gilmore did do some jobs. He uh, worked for his uncle's shoe repair shop and then for an insulation company. But he could never really keep it very long. He ended up going right back to what he knew best, stealing, fighting, getting drunk, and just causing trouble. And at this point, Gilmore, about 35, he got into a relationship with Nicole Barrett Baker, who was a 19-year-old who had been married twice already and had two young kids. And like all relationships, this one started out casual and fun. And then, you know, it took a turn and became intense and strained. But it was a uh, Romeo and Juliet story. He was, you know, really aggressive and older. And her family did everything they could to prevent her from seeing him. I was like... (laughs) Did it end in a murder-suicide? Well, so it is reported that uh, there was kind of a pact of something about that uh, when he got arrested and was in jail. In um, the book I'm reading about Ted Bundy called The Stranger Beside Me by Anne Rule, there is a section because uh, Gilmore and Ted are in jail at the same time together. Oh. Yeah, and so, like, Ted would see – him and Nicole together and like how she had this longing love in her eyes and he thought it was ridiculous and it was stupid and then Anne Rice is like well isn't that what you were doing to Meg because it's literally the same thing but there was uh, some talk about there being some sort of um, suicide sort of dealio it is so crazy that Mm -hmm. a psychopath can't see when they're doing the psychopath thing (laughs) weird right (laughs) he just sees someone else doing it he's like I'm judging them literally though i'm gonna judge them though he's terrible he's just stringing her along you should let her go but aren't you doing the same thing (laughs) what what no it's different what do you mean whatever i'm gonna go represent myself in court yeah you know i'm gonna go comb my unibrow oh oh goodness ted he's coming tap that uh (laughs) oh yeah he is coming uh so okay now ladies and listeners we have arrived in the timeline to july 19th 1976 which is the day of the first murder so take a sip or grab your mug because here come the murders (laughs) first murder Okay. So, on the evening of July 19th, 1976, Gilmore decided to do what he does best and commit an armed robbery. However, this time when he robbed this gas station in Orem, Utah, he murdered the attendant as well. It's Max Jensen. So the young Brigham Young student was told to lie down on the floor even though he had done everything Gilmore asked and Gilmore shot him in the head. The very next evening, he did it again. He committed another armed robbery, this time in Provo, and he killed a young hotel manager by the name of Benny Bushnell, um, who was also a student at Brigham Young University. And like Max, Benny did exactly what Gilmore asked, and Gilmore still instructed him to lie down on the ground and then shot him in the head. Um, Both men were left behind widows and very young children. So Gilmore used the same 22 caliber pistol in both killings. And while he was trying to dispose of the gun, he shot himself in his right hand on accident. What an idiot. Karma. Which hand is it that you cut off and you're like, is it like thief or a liar? <laughs> cut off on I don't hand. think it matters which hand. It's All just right. you get your hand cut off. He was like channeling that energy. And just well, shot I think it's they, they cut off like a you're useful d- hand for dominant. one reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Or well, he did it to himself. Yeah. On accident. <laughs> Being stupid idiot. So <laughs> after guess, killing two people with that, sorry. Yep. So and it, you know, this is how it gets caught. So he left a trail of blood to the service garage where his car was located. Uh-huh. He was, you know, conveniently, he decided, you know what? I'm going to get my car fixed. While I, while it's getting fixed, I'll go murder Benny. And I'll just, you know, go do that. Oh It'll be God. fine. <laughs> I'll just go do it. Um, so the mechanic on duty, Michael Simpson, saw Gilmore trying to hide the gun in some nearby bushes. And Michael was no dummy. He put all the pieces together. Mm, Michael's See? a murderino. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> this one's for you, Michael. Bow down to the queens. That. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when Gilmore approached him to pay, he saw a poorly bandaged, bloody hand, and he was actually listening to a police scanner at the time. So he'd heard just a moment ago that there had been a shooting at a nearby hotel or motel. <gasps> so, you know, Michael obviously wrote down Gilmore's registration plate number and called the police. Mm-hmm. But before that, Brenda, Gilmore's distant cousin, had also turned him in. So when he shot himself, he called her for help. He was like, hey, I need some painkillers and I need some bandages. I'm bleeding. And she called, like, so she called the cops and were like, um, this is what's going on. So the Utah State Police caught Gilmore as he was trying to leave Provo. And he just gave up. Literally no attempt to flee, no fight, nothing. He put his hand up. Just one, though, because he's like, my hand and my injured hand. Put your hand up. I can't put the other one up. I guess I should to stop the bleeding. Yeah, I was going to say. You learned that. Mary Vincent taught us that. Mary Vincent. Hold your your hands above your head to stop the bleeding. Thanks, Mary Vincent. Thanks, Mary Vincent. Always. Um, So this kind of attitude, his like not fighting anymore, all that will kind of play into things later as the trial and sentencing goes. So he was charged with both murders. However, since there were no witnesses or other evidence in the Max Jensen murder case, which was the gas station, it was never brought to trial. Um, So the trial began October 5th, 1976 in Provo, and it lasted two days. Witnesses came forward who had seen him at the hotel. Some had even seen him force Benny onto the ground before shooting him. There was an F- – the FBI had brought in a ballistic expert who spoke about the gun and the bullet. A patrolman spoke about the trail of blood that led to the hidden gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gilmore had two appointed lawyers, um, Michael Esplin and Craig Snyder, uh, both of which made zero attempt to cross-examine witnesses and rested without calling any witne- witnesses for the defense. The following day, Gilmore was like, yo, judge, uh, I would like to defend myself. So he was planning to kind of plead insanity. (laughs) He's like, I can totally plead insanity. I'm going to defend myself. No one's fighting for me. Wait a second, guys. However, his lawyers had done all the work, and they knew that that wouldn't work. So unfortunately for Gilmore, there were multiple findings that despite his disorder, um, that he was still able to make the right and wrong decisions. He knew what he was doing at the time. And at the time of the murders, he was using drugs and drinking, and he did not meet the criteria for insanity. Yeah. So he was like, all right, never mind. I don't want to offend myself. And JK, 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 JK. So October 7th came. The jury deliberated. And about midday, they returned with a verdict of guilty. And they unanimously recommended the death penalty. Uh, so Gary did nothing. He didn't try to fight it or anything. His mom did, though. So she, uh, she did sue for a stay of execution on his behalf. Um, but the U.S. Supreme Court refused to hear her. And a lot of it, because Gary had already waived his rights. They're like, well, he doesn't want to do it, so no. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Utah at this time, there were only two forms of execution. Want to guess what they were? Uh, 
at the time, firing squad and what, hanging probably? Do you well, I don't know. It was the 70s. Oh, the 70s. I'm going to say. Firing squad still. Uh, I'm it. going with lethal and either, right? Because it's between electrocution, gas chamber, uh, lethal injection. Those two at the time, I'm going gas and electric. Brenna wins with hanging Damn. and firing squad. Wait, for real? For real. A Utah, baby. And firing squad yep. in the 70s? Utah, yep. baby. And Gilmore said, I'd rather be shot. So he picked firing squad. They just what a choice. In. <laughs> what a choice. Yeah, one choice. Sophie's yeah. choice. Sophie's choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so oh, sad. Uh, they just voted in firing squad again in South Carolina. Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, it's um, it's been reported to be more humane than lethal injection. But and what if the people you just die? What if the people doing the firing are like really bad and you don't die? It's so. <laughs> go sorry. Go ahead. Well, the reason why he picked firing squad over hanging is because there's a higher chance that it goes wrong with hanging, and then you're just hanging there choking to death slowly mm-hmm. instead of your your neck just cracking. Right. And dying, yeah. You know, like. Um. So he picked that based on that reason. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think in hindsight, I probably would do. So the execution was set for November fifteenth at eight a.m. So even though Gary had waived all of his rights, others still fought for him. He received several stays of execution through people, including the ACLU, which is the American Civil Liberties Union. Um, The last attempts occurred right before uh, there was a rescheduled date of January 17th, but it was overturned and things kind of went on as planned. But before that, just to rewind just a little bit, um, at a board of um, pardons hearing in November 1976, Gary stated in regards to the ACLU and others who were trying to stop the execution, he said, they always want to get in on the act. I don't think they have ever really done anything effective in their lives. I would like them all, including the group of reverends and rabbis from Salt Lake City, to butt out. This is my life and this is my death. It's been sanctioned by the courts that I die and I accept that. It's my hot body. I can do what I want. <laughs> don't, I don't, do what I, don't tell me what to do with my body. Do. It's my hot body. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's an interesting thing to think about. Um, when that's clearly when you kind of go over his like timeline of stuff, like how there's like a really natural progression to all of his actions. Like you almost wonder if it's just like the, this was the final frontier, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, I've been in jail and pre- I'm like, I'm not gonna get a good job somewhere like people are gonna judge me and i already have so many problems and all this other stuff so i can't imagine him just being like all right i'll just go this way then like if i'm gonna go out i'm gonna go out i did it my did it my way way. (laughs) (laughs) yes um but while he was awaiting um his death sentence sentence while he was awaiting his death sentence he did uh, attempt suicide twice uh once on november 16th and then again on december 16th um, but eventually, Gilmore was executed by firing squad on July 17th, 1977, at 8.07 a.m. at the Utah State Prison in Draper, Utah. So this is how it went down. So now I'm going to describe what happened. So if you want to skip ahead, you can skip ahead. Oh so this is what okay, went no, down. I want, I want I the fashion. This. I want the scenery. Fashion. I want yeah. it all. Give me tantalize Give me. all of my uh, senses, please. So that morning, he was taken to the area that would basically serve as the death house. Uh, He was strapped into a chair, and there was a wall of sandbags placed behind him, and that was in order to block bullets from going any farther. Um, Five gunmen were brought in. They were all local policemen. 
they came in behind a curtain, and that curtain had five small holes in it, and those were used for them to aim their rifles. Uh, Gary gave his last words, which were, let's do it. Hell yeah. <laughs> so fun fact about that, the founder of the um, advertising agency, uh, Wendon Plus Kennedy, uh, Dan Wendon, I think I'm saying that right, I hope I'm saying that right, claims that those final words were the inspiration for just do it the nike slogan oh no <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> really is nike the one that's doing that blood shoe right now because yes! all that tracks they're just Whoa. weird goth kids that got in with a different crowd oh my god <laughs> they're just oh, weird goth kids that, that like my mind blown that's incredible i don't want to go out oh and buy god. a bunch of nike yeah incredible. blood shoes no, blood shoes so uh, a reverend delivered his last rites, and then Gilmore was cloaked with a black hood by the prison physician. He uttered the words in Latin that meant, the Lord be with you, and the prison physician uttered back in Latin, and with your spirit. After it was over, even though the family had been told that four men would have had live rounds and one would have been a blank, but they wouldn't know who would have what so that the shooters didn't know exactly who took the fatal shot. And they were all volunteers. So they all on in the police force, they volunteered to do this job. Yeah, that's not surprising. So, but upon inspection of Gary's clothes later, there were five holes. Oh, my God. Mm. Guys, if I could show you my surprise face right now. <laughs> And how well, surprised wait, I okay, am that not okay, only wait, wait, were there wait. volunteers. Was it, you said it was rifles, specifically. Mm-hmm. Rifles take. But one had a blank. One was supposed to have a blank. Or some, because, oh no, I'm thinking of like shotguns. Yeah, Never yeah, mind. Yeah. Shotguns take two. Okay, you're right. Take two, so, yeah. so, his younger brother, Mikel Gilmore, wrote a book about him titled Shot in the Heart. And in and it. <laughs> Sorry, you can't know, set me up like that. that. Ah, nice. <laughs> nice. I appreciate that. Um, in the book, he wrote that the state of Utah apparently had taken no chances on the morning that my brother was put to death. That, that is, I guess, point. like You're the best right. way that you can say it, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, they just made sure that he would die because mm-hmm. that was the point, I guess. I guess, you know. Um, so there were a few things that popped up about Gary Gilmore or inspired by what went down. Um, Norman Mailer wrote a nonfiction novel called The Executioner's Song, which won the Pulitzer mm. and um, won the Pulitzer Prize and was also turned into a television movie starring Tommy Lee Jones as Gilmore. Hmm. Also, and I've watched this several times now, uh, Saturday Night Live did an episode. So season two, episode 10, Saturday mm. Night Live, they wrote a bit called Let's Kill Gary Gilmore for Christmas. Oh, oh my and God. they rewrote some Christmas carols all about killing Gary Gilmore. All right. It goes on for a little while. It's right at the end. It's like 54 minutes into the episode, so right before the end. Um, and they do like a whole little spiel and talk about what has happened because I, he, I don't think he'd been – he hadn't been executed yet. He was still on death row at the time. Right. And he just wanted to die. So they wrote a song about it. Um, so Gilmore had also requested that some of his organs get donated, and within two hours, something was donated. Any guesses? His. His brain. Butt. Brain and a butt? (laughs) Good guesses. Good guesses. So his corneas were donated. I was in the head. (laughs) It is in the head. Eyeballs, man. Listen, the butt is the eyes of Of the... the... Wait. 
I'm pretty sure that this is the beginning of a horror movie that I've heard of. Probably. I mean, maybe. Where they get like a killer's eyes and then they see through them and then they start Mm -hmm. to kill people, right? Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Idle hands. All this shit. All that. Idle hands. Idle hands. (laughs) Spelling. I think I know that that was the movie, but we just are remakes are a whole thing. We're just going to rewrite that whole movie. Rewrite it. Yes. And call it Idle Hands with (laughs) E-Y-E. Idle. Idle. No, but there was a song written. Uh, it's called Gary Gilmore's Eyes by the advert. Gary Gilmore's Eyes. I'm going to play it for you guys when we're done recording. And I hope that everybody goes to look it up because it's great. It's so great. Um, it even starts like Gary Gilmore's Eyes. <laughs> yep, oh, it's great. It's so good, yeah. man. It's perfect. I've listened to it several times now. We haven't seen like a, a serial killer burlesque number to this song yet. How dare we? I know. God. Well, so I, I played it for my mom yesterday because I was at her house for dinner and my little four-year-old nephew was listening and he just started dancing. He's like, yeah. And I'm like, you have no idea what the song is about, but the, my heart You can't is deny a beat. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a song slaps down. and slaps. Yeah. Playing uh, at the clubs. Playing at the clubs. So after the autopsy was done, uh, Gilmore's remains were cremated and scattered from an airplane over Spanish Forks, Utah. Mm. And that is Gary Gilmore. Cute. What are your... Oh, thank you. Snaps. (laughs) Uh, Do you ladies have any final sips? (sighs) Oh. God, that was just so much. That was so much. Final sips. Uh, you know, maybe we should bring back the guillotine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be dramatic and we want to have flair in our executions. Performance. I think. We yes. can bring in a DJ. There will be food trucks. See? Food <sighs> trucks. Yeah, food trucks. Um, You can watch it or not. You know, you can turn around. Oh my right. direction. This, but can you get like the guillotine is sponsored and it's like oh, it's got like Mountain Dew like, names it's on a, the blade. Sponsored by Gillette. <laughs> sponsored by Gillette. And Nike, just do, yeah. <laughs> just do it. Yeah. And yeah, everyone's wearing Nike shoes, and uh, it's sponsored by Gillette, and it's um, it's like a huge event. Like come, come, come down this Sunday, 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 as we execute Gary Gilmore. Your best oh, Nike God. track pants. Yeah. Wear your best Nike and you get a 50% discount on ticket prices. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Um, like it? My final sip. Just leave everybody in Utah alone. <laughs> I'm from Utah. That's what I'm saying. Leave them alone. Yeah, you're right. I'm just sorry. Just leave them alone. They are all wonderful, nice Let people. them do their thing. Like, just let them, just leave them alone. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's all. Like, you know, obviously save the weird child bride things and figure all that out but just leave leave those nice people alone they just they just want to make their jello give me some funeral potatoes funeral potatoes it's incredible like scallop potatoes i just i'm telling you they're incredible mm-hmm. <laughs> like if someone's going to die make sure they're your family and like marry a mormon family a very old one maybe but <laughs> when somebody no, dies I, I did see this video there was a like a viral video online and this, this woman you're not talking about this video? No. Where this lady like talked about, uh, or that's like a post where she was talking about funeral potatoes. Like she walked in and she didn't even really know the person that died, but all these people were just so nice and they just kept handing her potatoes. And mm-hmm. every time she asked like, 
someone asked her, oh, well, how do you know that it's sea? She would just shove more potatoes into her mouth and she suddenly wouldn't be able to answer. Um, but she said she just had the most wonderful time with yeah. beautiful people who just yeah. wanted to get to know her and accept her for who she And it was like a weird, wonderful experience. But she just kept shoving funeral potatoes in her mouth. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, there's there are really cool Mormons out there that are really cool people and that are accepting and loving of everybody. Yeah. And uh, just leave them alone, man. Let them have their weird... Holy divers, underpants. Holy divers. Holy divers. And let them have their fancy castles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their churches look like weird castles. <laughs> yeah, the temples. Yeah, their Huge. temples. Yeah, let them do it. Leave them alone. Just let them do it. Save the child brides and just <laughs> let them believe in the weird space god. Done. Yeah, Done. I like Final it. Final sip. Right. <laughs> Final sip. I like it. Mine is um, Harry Houdini may have more children than he knows. Amanda. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think I'm a descendant of the Putin. I think I just you really could be like distantly magic. related to Gary Gilmore. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that would make more sense. <laughs> he was in a weird town in Illinois at one point. Well, and Houdini was from Appleton, Wisconsin. Listen, I'm just saying, I know that you've been alive for hundreds of years, and maybe your father is Harry Houdini. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is. Maybe. I don't know if he's from, just wait, maybe. is he from Appleton? Or that's just where there is a Houdini museum. Also, I don't think I'll ever say, um, let's do it or anything like that without thinking of Gary Gilmore now. Yeah. Let's just do it. Let's I do it. I just do it. <laughs> let's get it get it done. <laughs> get her done. I'll never look at Nike the same way again. No. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for going on the Gary Gilmore journey with me. Please, Woo! please look up the Saturday Night Live. Season two, episode ten. Oh, yeah. The episode's also just really cool because it's like you know, you know, major throwback because it's everybody on there. It's so great, and it, it opens with pa- a Patty Hearst sketch, which is hilarious. Um, and listen to Gary Gilmore's "Eyes," the song by the adverts, and get another cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get a refill. You deserve it. Yeah. You deserve it. Let's do it, guys. Let's go. Let's- do it. Let's do it. Let's get coffee. Just do it. Just do it. Thanks for listening to Morning Murders. <laughs> Have a murder you like to talk about over coffee? We would love to hear about it. Email us at morningmurders at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Morning Murders. In today's show notes, you can find our cited research as well as a few of our favorite mental health resources. Flashing record. No. Get that off of there. I'm like, I can hear it. Yeah, that was. No, no. No, metronome. No, no. Metronome. 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 Metro, oh, no, she didn't. Metro, oh, no, you better don't. Metro, oh, no, Sade. Oh, no, Sade. No, Sade. No, Sade. No, T, no, Sade. Yes. 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 Okay. Let us all clap. One, two. Wait, wait, wait. myself on mute for a second so i can do that (coughs) (coughs) all right one two three beautiful we are synced up like magic synced up in our insides and our outsides yes (laughs) ladies (laughs) and gentlemen with uteruses yes
guess what? We're all synced up now. Enjoy. Enjoy the cycle. And the show. And the show. <laughs>